audio's on and then video is on okay so <laughs> how you doing mr brownish i'm doing very good thank you are you I'm still living well. in your cave i'm in my cave that's bizarre man i don't know when you're coming home after the show you know that joke never gets old for you. <laughs> Every week I say the same thing. I know. Everybody says, is this a different show or is this the same thing? He says the same thing mm-hmm. every show. It's really weird. I think today's date is, it's Monday the 11th. It is the 11th. So it's Cinco the 11 Ocho. <laughs> no. That's how you say it. Oh, okay. That's how you say it in Aramaic. Ocho, isn't that eight though? Yeah, but I made up my own word. Paul the Apostle made up his own Greek words. (laughs) So Paul from Mesquite can make up his own English words. But that's Spanish. Well, it's precedence. (laughs) God, what are you going to argue with me? You're so divisive in the house of God. (laughs) Sorry. God. Just trying to be correct. All right. So we're going to continue on... um, Revelation 5. 5. And we're going to talk about the lamb taking the scroll. Mm-hmm. Very powerful stuff. Because he's stuff. the only one that was worthy to do that. He's the only one, the only human God-man mm-hmm. that was worthy enough to look into the mysteries of God's redemptive plan for salvation of mankind and his judgments mm-hmm. on mankind and this earth. And he's about to take the scroll with seven seals. And in chapter 5, he doesn't actually open any seals yet. He just is worthy. To receive it. To receive the scroll, yes. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. Now, last week, um, chapter 4, you know, we talked about the churches, and right? Yeah. So, just, I would like just to share that with, um, oops. With Oopsie doopsies. The, the, the readers or the listeners. Kind of go over some stuff, maybe. Yeah. Clarify some stuff. That's and this, good to me. I just want to show the, uh, this thing here. It's the seven churches of Revelation. You nice. see that? Yep. I There's see it perfectly. There's Ephesians, and the commendation is it rejects evil, perseveres, and has patience. The criticism for Ephesus Church is love for Christ, no longer fervent. Hmm. The instruction is to do the works you did at first, and the promise is the tree of life. Then the second church is Smyrna, gracefully bears suffering. Uh, there's no criticism. Uh, be faithful unto death is the instruction, and promise is the crown of life. Nice. Pergamos, uh, the commendation is keeps the faith of Christ. Criticism tolerates immorality, idolatry, and heresies. Not good. The instruction is, though, to repent. Mm. And then the promise is the hidden manna and a stone with a new name. Thyatira is the next church. And its commendation is love, service, faith, patience, which is greater than the, at first. So they've really upped that. Done well, the yeah. criticism is that you to- they tolerate the cult of idolatry and immorality. The instruction is judgment is coming, so keep the faith. And the promise is that you will rule over nations and receive the morning star, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, Sardis, the commendation is some have kept the faith. Criticism, it's a dead church. The instruction is to repent, strengthen what remains. And the promise is faithful, honored, and clothed in white. Philadelphia perseveres in the faith. And there's no criticism here, just like in Smyrna. And the instruction is keep the faith. And the promises a place in God's presence, a new name, and the new Jerusalem. And the last one is Laodicea. The commendation is none. Uh, the criticism, it is indifferent or lukewarm. Uh, the instruction is to be zealous and repent. And the promise is to share Christ's throne. That is really nice. And I see that you got that from Nelson's Book of the Bible maps. Yes. 
Uh-huh. And um, wow. if anybody wants this, just email me and I will send it to you. Boy, that, that saves a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other one I wanted to show him was actually the um, the map, okay. which I thought was interesting. This is nice because it gives a nice background. I like that chart. That chart really gives um, a nice... You started screen sharing, but nothing. Yeah, let me see uh, here. That, uh, that that what you just showed just really is nice because it sums up everything we've been huh. talking about. It's not showing up, my other one. Huh. Let's see. Okay, share screen. And yeah. then I have the, uh, the maps. And see, it's just not showing up. It's showing this other one. Yeah. Did you do stop share? Did yes, you? I did. I did stop share hmm. and share screen. And then I have the... Well, I can't come over there and help you because no. uh, I'm, I'm over here. It keeps coming back to the same Well, anyways, page. I'm sorry, guys, but I, I did have the share. Yeah, the maps. The maps and it's not showing up. Hmm. I'm sorry. All right. Well, s stop the share and then um, we can go on. And then, and then if you you find it, as I'll put my uh, Bible thing up. Okay. And then you can look for your your map. And then we can go back to it. All right. How's that? Sounds good to me. Cool. Okay. So we'll go back to that. But right now we'll just start um, with chapter five. With chapter five. All right, so you can see my screen now. Yes. All right. I got so it. now, while I'm talking or whatever, you can look at that map if you want. Okay. Um, I can read chapter five, even though well, you... I can read it because okay. the map is on here. Okay. It's just not transferring over. All right. Okay. So chapter five, verse one. Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. Mm. But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the elders. And they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. And they sang, Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped the Lamb. This is beautiful stuff. Mm -hmm. Go back to a regular screen here. What we have here, obviously, is Father, Father yes. God, on the mm -hmm. throne, mm -hmm. uh, surrounded by millions and millions, and myriads of angels and uh, elders, which mm -hmm. are uh, early church, the elders, early humans mm -hmm. who have been up there, and 
no one is worthy to take this scroll. And what this scroll is, is representing is God's mysteries mm -hmm. about salvation and judgment mm -hmm. on the human race. And the new kingdom. And the new kingdom from the beginning of time to the end of time and eternity, mm -hmm. future. So it's all of his, all of his plans. Everything is here. And we find in heaven there's not one, either in heaven or on earth or under the earth or in the sea, alive or dead, able to do this, mm -mm. but Jesus Christ. And him alone. Him alone. Him alone. It's the work of Christ why we're even able to talk about him or mm -hmm. even re read about the throne room of God and talk mm -hmm. about this this wonderful redemptive plan he had for us before we were even born before before time he knew us and he and he elected us unto salvation and he called us and the holy spirit he gave us the ability to accept that calling right there's nothing we did on our own to receive or do or earn this salvation absolutely nothing it's the power of god the power spirit. of god power of God. It's not your race. It's not your ability. It has nothing to do with how you were raised or anything. Mm -mm. God chose you and he called you out from the world and he gave you eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. And you said, oh, I believe that. I believe he's been raised from the dead. I want that eternal life. Mm -hmm. I want that living water. And if you persevere down here, if you if you if you overcome this this tribulation prison planet that we're on, at the end of the day, when this little smoke screen of a life is over, we will live in the eternal, heavenly, wonderful bliss with our creator God. Amen. And all that entails. Mm-hmm. And so what we have down here is um, really not worth anything. No. Just obeying the words of the Lord and continue on. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. Let's go back and look at the Bible. Bible. All right? All right. Go here. And just a couple of commentaries I want to use. Really? Yes. Ville. Uh, this one is the Orthodox oh. commentary, uh, which has some good stuff. Orthodox. It basically is saying the same thing I just told you. We're going to talk about the scroll. It contains the secret decrees of God concerning judgment and salvation of all humanity. If we look at Ezekiel 2.9. It says, Then I looked and saw... A hand reaching out to me, it held a scroll, which he unrolled, and I saw that both sides were covered with funeral songs, words of sorrows, sorrow, and pronouncements of doom. Funeral songs, words of sorrow, pronouncements of doom. Um, this this scroll is um, going to be the bearer of bad news for Ezekiel. And we're just going to move on to to verse chapter three here of Ezekiel, just because it goes later on with with John being told to eat the scroll. Okay. The voice said to me, <laughs> "Son of me. man, eat what I am giving you. Eat this scroll, then go and give its message to the people of Israel." So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. I like that he fed me. Yes. Because you know there's a scripture where it says you can open your mouth and he will fill you. Yeah, that's good. Words. It's fill like ingesting the word of God. You're just filled with it. Mm -hmm. okay. Fill your stomach with this, he said. And when I ate it, it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said, son of man, go to the people of Israel and give them my messages. I am not sending you to a foreign people whose language you cannot understand. This is important because later on in the book of Revelation, John is given a little scroll to eat. Same thing, and it tastes like honey, and it's bitter in his stomach. And this scroll that he's given, John is told, 
now go prophesy to nations, tribes, other tongues. Whereas in Ezekiel, he's told, don't go to any of these places. You're not going to go to foreign people. You're going to go to the house of Israel. See? Mm -hmm. No, I am not sending you to the people with strange and difficult speech. If I did, they would listen. They would listen. And see, later on, Gentiles did listen. Mm Mm-hmm. But the people of Israel won't listen to you any more than they listen to me, for the whole lot of them are hard-hearted and stubborn. But look, I have made you an obstinate and hard-hearted as they are. I have made your forehead as hard as the hardest rock, so don't be afraid of them or fear their angry looks, even though they are rebels. Then he added, Son of man, let all my words sink deep into your own heart. That's so important. Son of man, let all my words sink deep into your heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. Then. Then go to your people in exile and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Do this whether they listen to you or not. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, that is like the lesson anybody who's teaching the word of God or doing a podcast or... Facebook ministry or anything you're doing. The lesson here is, well, number one, you should be called of God to be doing it. Mm -hmm. But you have to eat and ingest the words of God first. Mm -hmm. You have to be fed first before you can spew it out. Right. Okay. The other lesson here is that God's saying they're not going to listen to you. So many, many times when you're telling the truth, especially prophetic truth, to other people and you're telling them the word of God they don't want to listen to what you're saying Mm -hmm. they have other viewpoints and other places they're going so don't expect success like worldly success when you're sticking to the truths of God your success is going to be in eternity Mm -hmm. and it's going to be great so that's and God is the one that's going to give you the rewards yes not man in Facebook likes Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and we're going to skip Psalm 138, 16. And of course, this one has Enoch 8, uh, 81. Mm. This commentary uses Enoch. Isn't that something? Yeah. We're talking an orthodox commentary. It goes back a hundred or so years. It actually uses Enoch. Wow. Yeah. So these are the mysteries that are hidden from, you know, time immemorial, sealed up and hidden in profound security with seven seals. In Daniel uh, 10.21, you have... Meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. The books of truth or scrolls of truth. Now, this is interesting. In the 23 references to scrolls in the book of Revelation, there are five types of scrolls. So you have 23 references. That's a lot. Yeah. So the first type, they're unsealed letters. Those are the seven letters that we opened up this whole uh, series with. Mm -hmm. The letters Christ dictated through his angel to the Apostle John. So you have those letters that are unsealed to the churches, right? Mm -hmm. Number two, you have the unsealed book of life. Hmm. Right. Uh, Here's a reference here in chapter 13, verse 8. And it says, And all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the Lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. The book of life belongs to the Lamb. Mm -hmm. Three, the third kind of scroll is the unsealed books of judgment. They're unsealed. And that's uh, in verse 20, 12. Chapter 20, verse 12. mm -hmm. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. And then the fourth kind are the little open scroll that is eaten by John. That's what we talked about in Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. And this one is found in chapter 10, 8 through 10. 
Then the voice from heaven spoke to me again, Go and take this open scroll from the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the small scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. It will be sweet as honey in your mouth, but it will turn sour in your stomach. Kind of like Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. So I took the small scroll from the hand of the angel and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. Now, uh, look at verse 11. Remember Ezekiel, it says, I am not sending you to a foreign land. I'm not sending you to strangers Mm -hmm. that speak a foreign language. Now, look what's told to John to do with it. Then I was told, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. So now John is told to actually go out where Ezekiel was told not to go. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel was sent strictly to the house of Israel. John now is sent to Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Pretty pretty amazing, really. Pretty amazing. Uh, Do you have a, a scripture reference on any of this or something later? Something later. Okay, something later. Mm -hmm. Let's look uh, real quick at the Crossway Classic commentary. He's got some nice uh, things here. He's talking about the scroll in the Classic commentary. The book is represented as one sealed in the hand of God, Mm -hmm. verses 1 through 5. The second part, verses 6 through 14 the, the scroll is taken into the hand of Christ, the Redeemer, to be unsealed and opened. And you will find that in chapter 6 and on where the seals, seven seals are open, seven trumpets, seven bowls. Uh, we'll see that later. So um, I, it's kind of nice that you know, they wrote it this way so you can see it broke down in two different parts. Here I have a note under seven seals. And um, can you read that note? Yes. Sealed with seven seals, this tells us how secret God's counsels are. They cannot be penetrated by the eye or by the intellect. This also points us to seven different parts of this book of God's counsels. Each part seems to have a particular seal and, when opened, reveals its contents. These seven parts are not unsealed and opened at opened all at once, but one at a time. One scene showing God's providence introduces the next scene, revealing another aspect of divine providence until the whole mystery of God's counsel and conduct is complete. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, um, these, these designs and methods of divine providence are towards the church and the world are stated and fixed. This is when you get the sovereignty of God, the utter majesty of a deity who always has been, who always will be, and who always will continue to be. The same yesterday, today, forever. He is immutable. He's unchangeable. And he has mysteries. He has designs and methods. Mm-hmm towards both his redeemed and the world, and they're fixed, and they're written in a book, in a mm-hmm. scroll. They're sealed. Even the Bible says that God has secrets, you know, and he only reveals those things that he wants us to know. That's right. That's right. And we do the best we can in our little finite minds to understand these deep things of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will never know until, I don't even know if we will even know the day in eternity. Yeah, you know, understand, know. but we'll know a whole lot more than we do now. Mm-hmm. So the great plan is laid out, every part in its place, and it all becomes a matter of record. The original draft of the book is the book of God's decrees. Set down in his own cabinet, in his own eternal mind. He doesn't ask anybody. He doesn't get advice from anybody. It's his. It's, it's, it's his own eternal mind. And there's a copy of the parts that need to be known in the book of Scripture in general, mm-hmm. especially prophetic books, and in particular in this book of Revelation. Yeah, there's even um, scriptures that say, you know, who, who can give counsel to God, who can give him or pay him back for anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's God. He's the majestic, wonderful, immutable, unchangeable God. And he doesn't need 
any counsel. He doesn't need our opinions. He doesn't need he doesn't need anything from us. I know mm -hmm. many pastors out there says God needs three things from you. He needs your time, your talent, and your mula. Mm -hmm. That's a big lie. God needs nothing from you. God doesn't even need you to worship him and love him. It's his love towards you. It's That's his right. pure grace that you're even drawing a breath right now, that your heart has just beat and, and there's blood coursing through your veins. That's and pure grace. That's right. The word says we love God because he loved us first. That's right. We didn't choose him. He chose us. Mm -hmm. And he chose us through time and, and, and more. Eternal. And, and yeah, eternally. And praise God for that. So we do have... Um, you know, the, the scrolls are just, they're, it's its a heavy-duty thing that no one can open up but uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. No one can open up but Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's a strong angel, you know, he shouts and he says, who is worthy to break open the, the seals on the scroll and open it? And no one on heaven or earth or under the earth is able to open it. Nobody. So... John John is is looking around and he's and he starts crying bitterly. He's weeping and weeping because no one is found worthy. Can you imagine that? Here you are, you're having this vision and you're in heaven and it's it's judgment time for all of humanity uh, since the inception of history of time. And there's no one found worthy to look into the deep things of God. Mm. Can you imagine that feeling of loneliness and emptiness? Yeah. And so he's, he's crying, and then one of the 24 elders says to him, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir of David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scrolls and its seven seals. Now, I do have a scripture for that. Um, let me see if I can go. You cannot start screen share while the other participant is sharing. Let me get, you. let me stop. Boom. All right. You're on, Ms. Kapow. I'm on. Let me see if I can find it. See if you can find it. Here we go, I think. Well, what I want to talk about while you find it is the, there you go. There I is. There you go. This one is, uh, let's see, first of all, did I want to do this one? No, this one. Um, it's Romans fifteen twelve, what says that, um, and again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and extol him, all you peoples. And once again, more, uh, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will appear one who will arise to rule over the Gentiles. In him, the Gentiles will put their hope. Now may, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him, so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. But the root of Jesse is the root of David. Mm, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the root of David is only found in Revelation. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. The rest of it's root of Jesse? Yes. Wow. Rule of Gentiles. Yeah. And I had Isaiah, too, but it's not on here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because Isaiah... Oh, here it is. Isaiah. On that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will seek him, and his place of rest will be glorious. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord, I found it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Good, good deal. Okay, right. so stop share. Yep. And there Bam. we go. Bam! And you're back. So that was that's that's really good, and that's um, vitally important when you're looking at uh, the Lion of Judah and the and the root of Jesse or the root of David. So let's go with the Lion of the tribe of Judah, who's who's worthy to open the scroll, and this goes back to Genesis forty nine eight through twelve. Okay, Judah, your brothers will praise you. You will grasp your enemies by the neck. All your relatives will bow down before you. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating its prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from his descendants, until the coming of the one whom it belongs. Mm. 
That's great. Yep. The one whom all nations will honor. He ties his fowl to a grapevine, the colt of his donkey to a choice vine. And Jesus is the vine, is he not? Yes. He washes his clothes in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Amen. So way back when, in the beginning of mankind, Genesis 49, here's a prophecy about the lion of the tribe of Judah. And it prophesies all the way up to the end where he is the grapes of wrath. His robe is stained with the the judgment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he comes as a lamb, and then the second time he's coming as a lion. Okay? Then the heir to David's throne has won the victory. David's throne, the root of Jesse, the root of David, is Jesus. And you already went over that. That's the... um, The root. That's the root. He is the... um, The lion of the tribe of Judah is like the, the, the... him coming in the in the flesh, the flesh part, mm-hmm. and the the uh, root the 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 root of Jesse, the root of David is his messianic messianic part part. All right, mm-hmm. make a sense. Make a sense. So, no one was able to open nobody at all except the, the Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, the Lamb, Christ. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, it says here, who was that that could open the scroll? The Lord Jesus Christ. He's called the Lion of the tribe of Judah, referring to his human nature, is what I just said. And the allusion is to that, what we just read in Genesis 49, 49.9. He is also called the Root of David, according to his divine nature. And though he was descended from David in his hum- human family tree, he is a middle person, God and man. Whoops, I just got excited and hit my mic. And man, uh, he's a God and man, and his soul is worthy of opening and carrying out all of God's counsels that apply to men. See, because he's not just spirit, and, he, and he's not just human. He actually become flesh. Mm-hmm. God became flesh. He's fully human and fully yeah. God. And it's just a wonderful redemptive plan that our Father had what before before he even created anything, it was in his plan. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he's in the garden and the serpent beguiles humankind and then he's scrambling around to find a plan. Mm-mm. No, he even said, and I believe it's in Psalms where it says that God, the Father God, made a body for him to be in and to do the will of God. That's right. He... Uh, He is, once again, the immutable, immutable God, unchanging, and um, it's never gonna, never gonna, never gonna change. He's he's been the same, and he always will be. All right. That's right. Uh, here we go back to the Orthodox uh, notes, and they say uh, the Lion of Judah, the Root of David, are messianic titles with parallels in the Old Testament. Once again, Genesis forty-nine, Isaiah eleven one through ten. Uh, out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit, and from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. Wow. And that's going to happen at the end. Yes, it is. We're all going to be with him, but it's his own mouth, the breath of his mouth that's going to destroy all his enemies. That's beautiful. He's the one who has conquered Satan decisively Mm -hmm. once and for all in his self-sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection. He's the only one worthy to open the scroll of destiny, reveal its message, carry out its words. He's called the Lamb of God in John 1, 29. And it says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Ain't that something? 
how it all just, it's all God breathes, the word of God. So he tells Ezekiel, you got to get into you first before you start telling other people. You got to, you got to ingest it. Know what you're talking about. Have a high view of God. Isaiah compares the sacrifice to a lamb being led to slaughter in Isaiah 53. Um, and the central theme of Revelation is victory through sacrifice. The lamb stands between the throne, the four living creatures, the elders. All right. Seven horns, seven eyes represent the fullness of Christ's power and his knowledge. Through him also the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God, is sent on his mission to the world. It, it, the, the fullness of Godhead. What's, what's that one scripture I love so much? I should know where it's at. Where Paul says, um, in a man was the fullness of God. Of, of, of God. I believe it's in Colossians. Paul, yeah, Paul writes this. In, in a man was the fullness of God. Mm -hmm. he, the, everything in the God, the full, the creator God was, was walking around here in a man's body. And unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Okay, so let's go down to see. Then we have, then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. So he is, he's told, look, here's, here's the Lion of Judah coming. He's going to be worthy. He's the root of David, of Jesse. You know, he's, he's, he's worthy. And now John looks, he goes, I see a lamb. It looked like it had been slain. The Passover lamb, right? Mm -hmm. The Passover lamb that was slain on that cross for us as a final propitiatory uh, sacrifice for our sins. An acquittal for us. He paid the price of something we never could do. That's right. And he has, um, you know, that seven horns, the seven eyes, they represent his fullness in spirit. He sees everything throughout the earth. And so this lamb steps forward and he took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne from the father. And when he took the scroll, four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each one having a telecaster guitar or a strat or maybe a, a gibson es-335 on a marshall amp and they put it on number 11 and they held gold bowls filled with incense which these are the prayers of god's people mm -hmm. and it goes very much with uh leviticus you know and uh the exodus with the the temple you know, the, the holy place. The whole worship, doesn't it? Mm, the holy place had the um, table of incense. Yes. Yes. And with this, they sing a new song with these words. Now, this, this first song is sung by the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll, let's prepare this and then we'll read this. Okay. Once again, the Orthodox notes here there's three doxologies or worship songs right there's three doxologies are sung by ever increasing choruses number one the elders with the most eminent angels sing a new song more perfect than any hymn before to the lamb to christ for he has inaugurated a new age mm -hmm. uh in revelation 21 one says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth hath disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And verse 5 says, And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, or what I tell you is trustworthy, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. So he's being worshipped for that. Isaiah 42.10 says, Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing his praises from the ends of the earth. Sing, all you who sail the seas, you, all you who live in distant coastlands. So that's the first one. The second one, the church joined by all the whole holy angels. And this is a lot like what you were saying, Ms. Kapow, in the Levitical worship. Mm -hmm. Much as the priests are followed by the choir and then by the entire church in, in ancient Israel, in the worship. And so then this sends up to the Lamb a fullness, 
uh, sevenfold doxology. Number three, the third course, the third doxology that comes in here in the singing is then all creation. Mm -hmm. The entire universe, everything that was created by Father God then joins in this singing and this glorious hymn to the Father, to the Son, as the heaven's angels sing to God, and so do we who represent the cherubim, uh, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and this, is this is incredible. This is incredible. So let's look at this song here. And it says, uh, they sang a new song right here. Each, he took the scroll, the lamb took the scroll because he's about to open up the seals mm -hmm. into God's divine plan from, from eternity. This is heavy, heavy stuff. And no one else is worthy, just one. And so these four living beings and, and the 24 elders fall down before the lamb. They each want to have a guitar. They each want to have the gold bowls filled with uh, prayers. They begin to sing this new song with these words. What do they sing, Ms. Kapow? You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God, and they will reign on the earth. That is the gospel message mm -hmm. in a very succinct uh, line. Very succinct. You were slaughtered. Your blood ransomed people for God. And these people come from every tribe, every language, every nation. And these people that he's redeemed become kingdom of priests. For who? God. For God. And they reign on the earth. They will reign on the earth. So then John says, I look again, I hear the voices of thousands, millions of angels around the throne. And of the living beings and the elders. And they sang a mighty chorus. So this, this song is um, sung by the angels. Hmm. What do they say? Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered. See, and that's like, there's like seven words there. Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, blessing, wow. which is God's perfect number. A sevenfold prophecy, I would say. Mm -hmm. A prophetic word, sevenfold. And then I heard every creature. After all this, I hear, John says, I hear every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. So all the little seahorses <laughs> and the eels and the whales <laughs> and the mm -hmm. birds. This is almost like where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that there Jesus Christ is Lord of lords and King of kings. There you go. Right? Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. Everything. Mm -hmm. And here's what they say. Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And remember, creation is groaning for the revelation of the sons of God. Mm -hmm. They are groaning for the redemption of this earth also. Because they were placed under a curse against, you know, against their will mm -hmm. at the fall. And then the four living beings said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and, and then worshiped, worshiped the Lamb. The Lamb. It's a beautiful scene up in heaven. Chapter 6 starts off with him breaking the, the first seal. You're going to see a white horse. Um, these, these seals are consequences of man's condition. It's an overview of conditions that have been manifest in humanity since the birth of the church mm -hmm. and which will continue until Christ's second coming. Right. So it's not just one period of time. These are, you know, issues. Uh, we have here God threatening judgment on faithless, the faithless world, faithless unbelievers. There's war, there's famine, there's plague, and there's natu natural disasters. And these seals are going to be re revealed one at a time, little by little, as God reveals his plan to these scrolls. Amen? Amen. Uh, let's see here. 
what do I want to do? I want to stop sharing the screen. <laughs> I got lost there for a second. All right. Mm-hmm. You have now. You have. Do you have any other scriptures to add? I know you had some scriptures. Yeah, but I thought we were going to go off in the um, um, the other commentary, and that's where oh, I. Well, let's look at that. Which let's look at that. I'm not sure which one it was. Maybe it was the. Um, was it JFB? Could be. We go up here to uh, five. Um, it wasn't Orthodox, and I know it wasn't Crossway. It was probably uh, JFB. Yeah, it was the one that you had up here um, before the show. Mm. Whatever that one was. That was uh, the uh, classic commentary. Okay, because then that's the one that I was... Um, you were looking at? Yeah, whatever you had before we did the show, that's where I took the the notes from. This one? Mm-hmm. Well, what, if this was the one... Yeah. Then, yeah. And then I'm looking for the word prevailed. Prevailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea where that would be. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's the lamb prevailing. He's worthy to break the seals and open the scroll, something it like that. Could be, yeah. Mm. I know. I was just reading along, and then the scriptures would come to me, and then I would. That's how I. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, that's. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to find that specific word in all of this. Um, I don't think it was the Jameson. I don't. Um, I don't think I had that up, but I, I might have. Um, so anyway, you don't have the scriptures there, or you had it? I do have the scriptures. Why don't you just go ahead and give those without the commentary? Okay. Let me see. I'll have to. Yeah, without the commentary and just. Uh, okay. Just give the shared. I quit unsharing. Okay. So Colossians was, and you being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over it. Um... I think this is where there's um, where Christ prevailed. Yeah, to me, this looks like a part of the song. Yeah. You know, uh, worthy is the Lamb, uh, who's who's you, you're, you shed your blood, you redeemed mankind, you know, to mm-hmm. God. You're going to be king as a priest. To me, this sounds like that's where that that would that would fit, because Paul is declaring the same mystery of the gospel. Okay, and then this one was going with it, mm-hmm. by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, uh, which sometime were disobedient, when once the suf- long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a- preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure unto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. I think this is the part, yeah, yeah, like what you said. Yeah, to me it sounds like the the song part. He's the lamb that's worthy, but then it's the doxologies. Mm hmm you know, of everything he does. And he, here's here's uh, here's the, the the apostles writing about this in their lifetime. And then the very last one is where um, we fell down being um, before the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Fell down before the Lamb. And what came to me was how everything is going to be submitted under God the Father. And 1 Corinthians 15 says, For he hath put all things under his feet, God, the Father putting everything under the Lord's feet 
But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which didn't put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued under him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, God the Father, mm-hmm. that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. It's a redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is all This is uh, all the songs. This is the doxology. This is when the Lamb is worthy, mm-hmm. the only one worthy in all of the universe to take that scroll, the mysteries of God. And they're singing that doxology and worshiping and bowing down to him. What you're showing here is that the apostles all through the New Testament, all through the scriptures, even the Old Testament, this is written mm-hmm. about him. That's right. Yeah, this this is it's it's nothing that happens up in heaven and it's something new. Mm-mm. This is what he's he's done. He he's put the Father has put all things under him. That's right. All things under him. And then when the Son of God, when the Lamb, um, Shall, shall subdue everything mm-hmm. as the Lion of Judah. Everything will be subdued. These kingdoms of the earth will then be subdued and then handed back over to Father God. Right. See? Uh, and then everything will be righted that went wrong way back in the garden when mankind was beguiled by the serpent boy. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So that sounds good. So you can... Stop that share unless you have something else. No, darling. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that looks pretty good. I'm checking on the uh, time here. We're 51 minutes into it. And I think that's about all I have to say on chapter five. Mm-hmm. Let me you? try one more time and see if I can get that. Uh... So let me get that map. I saw it earlier on Yaputa. So I don't know what happened. I'm looking at it right here, but okay. Well, give it some time because it says Linda has started screen sharing, but it has not popped up. Hmm. Hmm. Huh? It, it right on my screen it says Linda has started screen sharing, but it has not popped up, so it's not it's not there. It's not and there. I, I'm not on screen. Yeah, so I can't get it. That's Sorry. odd. That's really weird. Sorry. Well. Can you draw it on a blank piece of paper? <laughs> no. no. All right. Well, let's give them a chow. Chow, babies. Good night. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield.